Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into f-ing nightmares. You guys with me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys clear about this NFL s*** now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Audio courtesy HBO, and we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Well, you got a nightmare on your hands, don't you? Are the services rendered yet, John? Are they there? Because I, it's a, there's, this is so great. This is very, very good to me. Because there's already, there's already victory laps being done in Pittsburgh. And you know what? Hey, rightfully so. It's not your problem, right? Now, you got to go to the playoffs because you, you sat around for seven months and blamed him. But you got to go to the playoffs. But, boy, it looks like, it looks like you got it right. It looks like no amount of money was gonna be was gonna be palpable. No, no draft picks were gonna be palpable. It looked like everything was right as rain when you made that move, and now you're free and clear of all that stuff. Because I, I, I want to say it's about a helmet. I, I really do. And I'll, I'll change the conversation coming up at ten forty a.m. Eastern. I want to say it's a part of the helmet. It's not. <laughs> It's not. If he were in Pittsburgh, I, I I think it would be something else. If they would have somehow coaxed him into playing some way, uh, I think it would have been something else. So this seems to be a helmet issue, where he says that the 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 bottom of the helmet where your eyes are at, or I say the the bridge of it, I guess you would point out, is too low, and then he's not able to see the ball clearly or whatever. If he's comfortable in the helmet, whatever it might be. So instead of Coming to some sort of an accord or, or, or just getting used to something else, we've decided to do this. Okay, well, hard knocks, boy, you just keep getting them, don't you? I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me. It's uh, Every time hard knocks shows up, at least certainly with the Browns and now with, with the Oakland Raiders, it's just better and better every single time. And now for Antonio Brown... Well, you have a you have a helmet issue. Then it's a foot issue. Where well, the French do it differently. You see, so then we don't wear our socks in the cryogenic place or whatever it might be. I don't know. Obviously, if you ever see a photo of me, I don't really do the whole cryotherapy type of deal. Okay, but from what I'm noticing here is that his feet are frostbitten in the middle of the summertime. He's not able to practice. He's showing up in hot air balloons. And Pittsburgh Steelers fans right now are loving every single second of it. And I got three different prongs to this story because at first starts out in Pittsburgh. And I had people getting in. Well, you want to walk back them comments you made? Absolutely not. It's still incumbent upon you to make the postseason this year. It is still on you to get to the playoffs, to right those wrongs. Then, and only then, in January, can we revisit this. 
If you get to the AFC Championship game, obviously the New England Patriots would be waiting on you. If you get to the AFC Championship game or the or the Super Bowl, then obviously, hey, we can do a whole hell of a lot without Antonio Brown. We won the division without Antonio Brown. We did all these things without Antonio Brown. He was the albatross hanging around our neck, and I will go, you know what, Steeler fans? You were right, and I was wrong. Only then will I admit that. But it looks pretty good for you. You have James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster, and people like those guys a whole bunch. And it seems that you don't have to deal with any of this type of craziness. Just stay healthy, and things hopefully will be okay for you. So you don't have to worry about this. For the Raiders, this is just, this is par for the course. You know, this is, this is, this is history for the Raiders. This is what they've done. There was a time, though, where you won and you embrace that type of thing because it was craziness, but somehow you made it work. You had quarterbacks in the past. You had head coaches in the past who could get it done. And now I already find, now I know last year he was already seen as being a bit nutty because of the Khalil Mack trade. But I think this is the real crossroads here. This is the real crossroads. Can can we can we run that clip back and play that clip again? Can we do that? Tell me when you got the thumbs up and, and you're ready for this. Because we are at a crossroads right now with John Gruden and what he's done with the Oakland Raiders or what he hasn't been able to do with the Oakland Raiders. I want you to hear something here because there's something to me that tinges where I want to like John Gruden but this whole thing just seems fraudulent. Go. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into f-ing nightmares. You guys with me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys clear about this NFL now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Again, audio courtesy HBO. You're on the you're on the cusp right now, John. You're on the cusp of of not being. You were out of the game for a decade, I, and I know you were close to the game, but you were out of being head coach for a decade. And anywhere John Gruden went, they rolled out the red carpet for him. You're trying to set some sort of a culture here. You're trying to set some sort of a standard here. You have no standard. This is where in a lot of places, it probably still wouldn't have made sense with Antonio with Antonio Brown. It probably makes the least sense with the Oakland Raiders with John Gruden. There's a $10 million a year coach. He's on his second term as a head coach with the Oakland Raiders. He's been in TV for the last 10. Now, there are guys who come back and they take it deathly seriously. And I think John Gruden believes that he believes that he takes it deathly seriously. But I really want to know, to the very deep bottom core of everything that you do, are you really in 100% or is this, are you really in by the tune of $10 million a year. I want to know what that is. Because this sounds like real hard-ass, strong-willed football stuff that people just gobble up with two spoons. They love it. It's the type of crap you see in movies. This is why people love Varsity Blues. Bud Kilmer, the great John Voigt, reminds us of all of our high school football coaches. 
And so that's why we like these type of stances. So that's why we like these type of speeches at the beginning of camp and guys taking a stance on these type of things. We absolutely love them. What is your culture? What is it? Because you're trying to set a culture as the head coach, and this is the entire point. Throughout the entire 10 years, people have come to you, save my franchise, save my college football program, save what we're going to do. John, please save us. We see you on TV. You're a rock star of a head coach. We roll the red carpet out for you anywhere you go. Save us. In over 10 years, you may very well believe your own BS so much that you believe it's you who can change things. And if you've forgotten the golden rule, you will be awoken to a terrible terrible reality from what you thought was going to be a dream. The Las Vegas Raiders with a question at quarterback, with a trade of one of the premier pass rushers, defensive players in the NFL for your draft picks where you still go out and try to get guys who are supposed to be premier pass rushers and defensive players in the NFL and a guy who took who helped take his team to the postseason last year. And it's not like they were a historically good team with a quarterback with only a second year and plenty of questions there. But yeah, you were the one who was smart about that one, John. You the guy who traded for Antonio Brown. You the guy who did that. You the guy who said that this is going to be able to help because he's a guy over 30 years old. And you see, even though that I talk trash about Derek Carr, oh, excuse me, I don't talk trash about Derek Carr. See, I'm trying to be in his headspace. I, I, I don't talk trash about Derek Carr, but I spend all this time talking about other quarterbacks except for Derek Carr. And it seems to be everybody else that I would like any other quarterback but Derek Carr. You believe that that is some sort of a good culture? What is your culture? Is it about you? Is it about the glorification of you? Or is it about the actual football team? Because going out and getting Antonio Brown, who's absolutely a me guy, going out and get him just is an exacerbation of this quote-unquote culture or lack thereof that you've created. Teams got to have an identity. Good teams have to have an identity. If your identity is your head coach and you don't have the players, you're going to suck up the room just like the rest of the bad teams in the NFL. Yeah, I know that this is supposed to be about Antonio Brown, but this is really, this becomes everything about what the Raiders have become over the last couple of years. This almost borderline, and I'm at the crossroads of saying it myself, cartoon character of John Gruden of over the last couple of years as a head coach where this could very well be an out-and-out disaster of monumental proportions. A guy who's supposed to be a person who's able to motivate men, motivate quarterbacks with talent, motivate guys with talent. You're like a husband that's on Instagram too much. You may be faithful, but my God, you're liking a lot of pictures, John. Kyler Murray and Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman's like the guy's wife next door. It's to the point where, are you, are you going to keep Derek Carr? Are you just waiting for the other shoe to drop with Derek Carr? If you if you're really that concerned, then you know how this quarterback, you know how this league goes with quarterbacks. You've been watching it the last 10 years. Maybe you should have went out and got your quarterback instead of your wide receiver. But no, it's because it's on you. Ah, because you'll fix everything. We want to find guys to be Oakland Raiders. No, we want to find guys who will be for the glorification of John Gruden. That's what that seems to be. I'm sure John Gruden has the very best of intentions. I think John Gruden actually does want to win football games because he doesn't want to look bad. But I don't know if it's really the way it was before.
And I don't know if it's been that way even when he was in Tampa Bay, even after the Super Bowl. I wonder if that's when it changed. 855-2124-CBS. Can't forget about the third tentacle of this, and that's Antonio Brown himself. Because i got to speculate. i got to speculate whether he wants the game anymore. He said it himself in the interviews. He doesn't need the game. He only wants the game. And if he doesn't want the game, he won't play the game. I, I have to speculate if that's the case. Guys will tend to do things when they know that when they know that they don't want to admit that they're done. There is always a tendency to self-sabotage. Antonio Brown's 31 years old. He's made a ton of money. He's done a ton in the NFL. He's never won to a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. I don't think he's ever played in a Super Bowl. So that might be a motivating factor, except it certainly doesn't seem like it is to Antonio Brown. And so if he doesn't want the game anymore, but doesn't maybe want to admit it to himself, there might be a couple of different hoops that you make yourself jump through. Maybe you do somehow, some way, subliminally, decide that you're going to frostbite your own feet. I don't know how true that is. But with the helmet issue, with the other types of issues that he's had, it seems to be, and, and if I'm wrong, please tell me, 855-2124-CBS. It seems to be that he has laid himself plenty of traps where he can self-sabotage and not play football in the NFL. I don't know if he wants it. He's admitted it already on camera during this offseason. He he doesn't need the game. They will play by his rules. He doesn't need it. And if he doesn't want it anymore, he will put it aside. I really wish this went in a different way. Antonio Brown, you think about this, 18 months ago, had the world on a string. He's in Pepsi commercials. Before that, he's on Dancing with the Stars. People love his hair. People love his attitude. People love, And his attitude was very positive, by the way. People loved his face. They just thought he was a great, gregarious guy. And now you have a reputation that's in near tatters, at least when it comes to football. There's always a chance for a second act. Hell, he's 31 years old. But when it comes to football, and right now, there's always going to be time to heal. But as it seems right now, this, this reputation is questionable at best. I can't blame the Steelers for this. I, I really, even though I just ripped John Gruden, I'll still stand by that. That becomes a non sequitur when it comes to Antonio Brown. I don't know what Antonio Brown wants. I have no idea. This throws me off. This throws everybody off. This is bizarre, to say the least. There's some people who have wondered about head injuries I've seen over the last 24 hours on social media. And I'm not talking about just yahoos with an account. Writers, guys who, who, who cover the league. Wonder whether or not he's trying to get himself, talk himself into maybe retiring. Or whether or not he just really loves that helmet that much and he, he insists on playing in that helmet. I don't know. I have no clue. All I know is I've seen more and more bizarre behavior. It seemed like he had that right at the second he got traded to the Oakland Raiders, and now this builds up. All I know is that HBO on Tuesday night is can't-miss television. That's what the league's supposed to be. There's nowhere else I'm going to be on Tuesday night than watching Hard Knocks and watching this episode. I don't know how you don't make it a two-parter. You're supposed to jam all this into 50 minutes? Really? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. What to do with Antonio Brown? What would you do about Antonio Brown? What's Antonio Brown thinking? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, the man that's sweeping the country, the feel-good story of the preseason so far, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, Browns wide receiver, punt returner, had a punt return for a touchdown, 86 yards back on Thursday night, a guy who I think was sleeping in a grass field, in a grassy knoll at one point, and trying to sleep in a bathroom at a Planet Fitness, and showing up at random cookouts, and finally gets himself a tryout because he has 4-3 speed, gets on the 90-man squad for the preseason. And now, if you run back a punt in the preseason for a touchdown, you, you deserve a look. I don't know if he's going to make the team, but as of right now, you think about this, that punt return. Tom, did they make 5000 or 6000 a week? I think it might be six now on the practice squad. And that's a $70,000 punt return right there. Now, I know there are 1099 employees, so half of that's in taxes, but that's a living wage. That, that putt return is possibly a living wage. They made 7600 per week last season. 7600 per week? My God, it was 5000 like two years ago. 130 okay, now, k for the season. 130 k Okay, put that by half because it's 1099. What do you get? 130, 65000 right? Yep. 65 big ones, man. A $65,000 punt return for Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. That's fantastic. So, Because if you think about it, if you do return a punt in the NFL, preseason, regular season, whatever, you should at least get a crack at the practice squad. So if you at least get a crack at the practice squad, you do what's supposed to be done. Like you, you don't, You're not guaranteed every day on the practice squad, obviously. But if you do what's supposed to be done, you might get a look. You might get a look, and you might, and then by then you might get money because if you end up with the right team on the practice squad, like if you end up with a team that has had a losing season and in injuries, you might be activated later on. And if you're on that 53 man roster, you're going to get yourself a game check, and then you get to go to Dillard's if there are still Dillard's around. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Talking about Antonio Brown, though, I, I want thoughts just. Because there's so many different questions. Because I, I, I can't stand what's happened with the Raiders, this whole John Gruden thing. You are on the crossroads of a complete disaster. But when it comes to Antonio Brown, I don't know if he wants to play football anymore. I really don't. I, I don't want to recklessly speculate on what some people have said about maybe injuries and, and, and brain trauma, things like that. I don't want to do that just yet. I just don't know if he really wants the game anymore like he said before in an interview. And that wasn't like years ago. That was this offseason. At some point, he has to decide that, is it worth to play in a different helmet? Yeah. So if you're willing to say that a helmet isn't perfect for you and you have to play in that, what else has to be perfect for you? What else has to be that way? Lorenzo, Hollywood, Florida. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go! Thanks for having me. First of all, Gruden has a career 99-93 and 93 record. Okay, if he goes 5-11 and 11 or worse this year, he's a 500 or sub-500 coach. Yet somehow uh, the narrative around him is he's like this innovator or a great coach of all time, when then, honestly he was arguably the, one of the worst announcers ESPN ever hired because all he did was kiss butt all the time on his See, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Stay with me for a second. See, I found him entertaining. I'm not going to let you go. Uh, I wondered, though, it's hard for him to say bad things about people. Like even with the whole Derek Carr thing, if you don't want Derek Carr, just let Derek Carr go. But he's very passive-aggressive about that. 
And this whole, the the way he broadcasted Lorenzo, it was very hard for him to do that, especially with teams, because I still think he had a toe in the water and and, and was trying to figure out if he was ever going to coach again. So it's hard to get up there on the mic and say nasty things about an organization if they're true, if you might want to coach them again. Just wondering, just wondering. Go ahead. I'm not not saying say nasty things, but be an analyst. Be critical. You can be critical and be fair. Just because you're critical of someone doesn't mean you're you're burning someone down to the ground. I true, you can be nasty segments, but fair. That's right. That's right. Correct. That's true. I just think most of his segments on were there were, were just all fluff, all good, and then he would give his criticism after. He'd never give his criticism to the person's face. He'd be like, oh, yeah, after, but that's a whole other story. Well, now, what would I do with Antonio Brown is you play him. You play him and you give him 15, 18 targets a game, and you look exactly what he did in Pittsburgh. Well, I can't play him. If he, but, but Lorenzo, I can't play him if he doesn't want to play. <laughs> He's not well, showing up. I can't play a guy not in uniform. No. I understand, but then you do all the rules. You do everything you're supposed to as a player. Then you file your grievance, and you follow the rule of the law. Listen, I think some of this, and my main point with Antonio Brown, and I, I can't say this for all NFL players, but for some of them, I think okay. they're jealous of the power these other leagues players are wielding. Like NFL players, I'm talking about the NBA, MLB, they have stronger unions, they get better contracts, they get better representation, and they're in far away the least popular sport. That's why we saw so many players miss these voluntary workouts and everyone freaked out. I'm like, they're voluntary. Of course they're going to flex what a little muscle they have. And I think some of these superstars, at least the ego-driven ones, like an Antonio Brown, kind of see that power those other leagues have and say, wait, I want a taste of that. What can I do to get some of that? Okay, let me get some of this. Uh, like I said, not for everyone, the Breeze, the Bradys, some of those guys, they don't have to do it. But I, I think you're going to see that more and more, these NFL players wanting that whatever power, whatever control they can have over their career because it just it, it's nothing compared to the power to control the other players in the other leagues have for a far Lorenzo, less popular sport. Home run. Home run. Thank you for the call. Home run. If that's the way the calls are going to be today, I'm going to take all calls today because that was phenomenal. And I do absolutely. I don't know if that's going through Antonio Brown's, and that does make a ton of sense. But we've seen this with Melvin Gordon, obviously with Zeke Elliott. These guys are friends with other guys across the leagues. You see basketball players hang everything up. You see baseball players hang everything up. The amount of money that they get guaranteed contracts, the only thing you really have to play with in the NFL in terms of a bargaining chip is your viability, is your availability. That's it. If you can if you can afford not showing up to camp, Joel Corey will say, if you can afford not showing up to camp because it can be like a forty thousand dollar a day fine. If you can afford to do it, because usually if they sign you, they'll waive those fines. If you can afford to stay out, and most players can't, that's the problem. Then you do have some power. Antonio Brown already got his contract work. Now, that is something that's different because he wanted to work that contract. It's now a three-year deal. You get a ton of money out of it. So so I don't know if it's necessarily the money there, but talking about just being able to move about, there are guys who absolutely want that type of freedom. And I think that that is an undercurrent to what I think maybe not Antonio Brown is doing, but Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, a couple of other guys around the league. I, I think that that's definitely an undercurrent for them. Two one six five seven eight double ninety two. Which way do we go with Antonio Brown? Is the guy going to play? Is the guy not going to play? Does he even want football? And you know, Antonio Brown, he's a grown man, and so are the rest of the players. If a helmet means that much to him, he can wear it at his own risk. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Not the other number I threw out. 
That's the toll-free line brought to you by Geico. There's great news, folks. You switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can switch switch to Geico and save 15% or more on your car insurance. Tom, I actually threw out the other number. Correct. Oh, my God. Shep, I threw out the wrong number. Yes, sir. If I do that again, boys, if I do that again, and every now and then it happens. I got like eight numbers I got to throw out at different times, and sometimes I slip them up. Like every now and then I say 855-2124-CBS, or I'll say 216-578-0092, or 0090, or 1-900-HOT-BRUNO. I'll say all those different ones. If I throw out the wrong one, correct me on the air. Do you hear me? You got it. Make sure you both do. The correct number to call in on Antonio Brown and what you possibly think is going on with Antonio Brown. Or later on, when I rip the ACC and say what Dabo Sweeney can't say about the rest of his conference, that number is 855-212-4227. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Damn it, I hate when I do that. Real quick, and I want to get to the phones here on Antonio Brown, because I I think one of the best, Lorenzo in Hollywood, Florida, I think he hit it, and I think that's why some people, I I make jokes at Tom's expense all the time. I want to use Tom as the example here. Tom's a Jets fan, and while people talk about player empowerment, player empowerment, player empowerment, they love player empowerment, especially especially when it comes to the NBA. They love player empowerment. You love player empowerment, until it affects your favorite team. And I pick on Tom for that every now and then, especially because he's a Jets fan, and we saw that Tom Brady had his extension done, and they reworked the contract, and he takes a little bit of less money. There is a some truth less. in there. A lot less. Fine, a lot less money, Tom. Goodness gracious. You see, this is why I pick on him, folks. I mean, he's the 13th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Here we go. Here he we go. Go ahead. At, Keep going. He Keep makes going. Less, th- think about this, though. He makes less at his position than Zeke Elliott does among running backs, and Zeke yeah. Elliott is refusing to play and saying he wants a new contract. And as you know, no. Ken, Zeke Elliott has won nothing. <laughs> I know. That's why I love it so much. Because Tom Brady is the – he is – the poster boy for player empowerment. He plays for less money if he wants to. He's happier there. He has one of the most unique situations I think a football player can find where his wife makes as much or more than he does in salary in any given season. So that is something that's different. And I also, and I've said this many times on air, I'm sure Gresh is going to rip me to shreds for saying this at 6 o'clock or at 2 o'clock today, I beg your pardon, because he's on 2 to 6, is I still am... Definitely, I think, 100% certain that at some point after his career, when he finally, when Brady Tron 5000 is actually done playing, that he's going to get a cut of that football team. I don't know how big, but you're going to make that up that money somewhere on the back end. He and, Bob, he and Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick may be a little bit of an outsider of the great triumvirate, but he and Bob Kraft are very, very close with each other, obviously. It, it's a... I would say it's probably an unspoken agreement. I can't guarantee you any of that stuff, and I have absolutely no evidence of any of that. But the guy's taking considerably less every single year. And the reason I love it so much is that he plays for the reason that we're all supposed to want them to play. We really are. We always say this all the time. We want guys to play for the love of the game. Antonio Brown, he may or may not love the game right now. Looks like he doesn't. He's not willing to jump through the hoops to play in the NFL when especially that that helmet issue, this quote-unquote helmet issue, is supposed to be there to protect him. But Tom Brady, on the other hand, is supposed to be the biggest bastard in the world because Tom Brady 
won't play for the max money that he's allowed to play for. And Tom Brady could probably be a $35, $40 million quarterback or to a point where they might have to release him at some given time so they could pay someone who's a little bit cheaper because Tom Brady still might guarantee himself a tremendous salary to play at 42 42 years old, and maybe they're not able to do it. They'd be able to take less great players that they're able to bring in around him and make play to his level because of what he does. And he makes great players out of a lot of players that would maybe be average or also runs out of that. And it bothers people to their core. This is why I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady exposes hypocrisy. And at times, Tom himself has been a hypocrite. But when I get calls about player power, and when it comes to Antonio Brown, I think he's right. I think Lorenzo in Hollywood, Florida is right. I think other people who are tweeting about it, I think you're right. I think Antonio Brown is a bit upset. He wants to play it by his rules. At some given time, it becomes too much for any of us. And that would be across all three major leagues or all four major leagues. You want to throw hockey in there, you go right on ahead. I think it would be too much. But you have players in the NFL who are big parts of their offense, who put themselves through hell and high water to try to get their teams over. Non-guaranteed contracts, short-term contracts, a environment where it is all cloak and dagger in the NFL. In the NBA, you don't have that. In Major League Baseball, you don't have that. And the NFL is tremendously more popular than both of those. The NBA, you have power. You have self-determination of where you want to play, where you're happy. Guys have figured out and have at least made it true where they're going to play for their own personal happiness anymore. They're not going to play for the reasons of, of what they played for in the 70s and 80s and 90s and early part of the 2000s where it was money-driven and that was it. You were going to make the max and that was, that's what you were going to do. Guys like to live a lifestyle now. Major League Baseball still primarily money-driven. It just so happens to be that the places where you can get the most money because the way the TV revenues go, the places that you can get the most money are in bigger markets. And you want 10 years at $300 million or 13 years at $300 plus million, you're going to get that from some of these places because they want your services, they want your name. And how could you say no? These are guaranteed contracts that you are taking care of for your generation, your children's generation, your children's children. And if they do it right, your children's children's children. You can build a foundation of success in one generation the way that other families cannot and simply will not ever be able to do. And I think a lot of football players are being told the same thing I just said, and they're getting more and more upset about it. I'm waiting for the day when a quarterback actually does this differently. I am waiting for a day where a quarterback, and it's going to be a scary day, and it's going to be ugly, and people are going to be nasty about it. You can already say Kirk Cousins might have already done it. Where a guy is going to play where he wants, when he wants, and that's the way it's going to be. We all say it's a quarterback league, a quarterback-driven league. That's why so many people can't believe we spend all this time hand-wringing on Antonio Brown or even Odell Beckham Jr. to a slightly less degree, obviously. We can't believe we do all this for Zeke Elliott because it's a quarterback-driven league. Quarterbacks are understanding that more and more, and obviously Tom Brady understands that. Tom Brady's a legend because he knows what makes him a legend. He knows what what is around him helps make him a legend. But there is going to be a time where a quarterback looks at it and goes, Man, I make $35 million, but I have an owner who's goofy. I have a general manager who may I might feel used by. I've used this argument many times for Andrew Luck in the past. Now it's different. Chris Ballard is great. 
and they both have been able to keep Jim Ursay out of their hair because they're successful and they both know what the hell they're doing. But I've used this argument for for Andrew Luck in the past before where, hey, you take what you have and you go, I- I'm worth a lot more than this. I'm worth more happiness than this. I, I can get the same money somewhere else. I'm not going to play for you. You're going to have to move on from me. It's going to be an awkward conversation, and it's probably going to get downright ugly. And we're going to say nasty things about that quarterback. But if it's a quarterback-driven league, at some point this is going to happen. Because this is happening with running backs, and this is absolutely happening with wide receivers. And I think Antonio Brown is a part of that. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Anthony in South Carolina. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, man. How you doing? I've Anthony, been a Raiders good. fan for 50-plus years. I remember being six years old watching the Raiders and the Chiefs at 4 p.m. with Chris yeah. Dowdy. Anyway, um, I look at it this way with Antonio Brown. I don't really care how he feels. How's that? And <laughs> so my, 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 my take is, listen, are we going to win a Super Bowl if he plays? No. So then, Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, why did you trade for him then? You play by the rules. Everybody else is, and and that's it. I really he's not a, he's not a difference maker as far as the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, will he put more people in the stands? Probably, but he won't put me in the stands. So you just want to get rid of Antonio Brown already, Anthony? No, I don't want to get rid of him. I would I would give him an ultimatum. I say, listen. These are the rules. Everybody else in this league plays by these rules of wearing this helmet. It's, most, it's not about the helmet. Does I don't think it's, think about, it's the really about the helmet. No, I, I think he's self-sabotaging personally. I don't think it's about the helmet. If it wasn't I think the if, helmet, it would be a jockstrap. Bingo, the, bingo, bingo. I think if you gave him his way on the helmet, he'd find something else, to be frank. Because right. I, 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 I would like to. I've been a Raider fan for a long time. I remember the glory years with the snake, and I remember Darryl LaMonica and Pete Banizak and Marv Hubbard. And so I know what it's like to have a winner, you know, and this regime, I mean, my God, there's so much, as my mother used to say, muyin, which means confusion. And it, it's just, it's too much already. And then we bring this guy in, making the money he's making? No, man. I say, listen, these are the rules. You don't want, and then tie up his contract in court. Tie him up in court for years. Woo. And it's- that's it. You're that's already it. mad. That's Anthony, thank, thank you for the call. He's already upset. You see, football fans are going to be football fans, and they're football fans of the team. They're very rarely going to take the player's side. If there's a chance that that guy can play, they'll try to take that player's side, and that's what I think you're having in Dallas right now because they know that Zeke Elliott is that important to him. But when you look at what the Oakland Raiders are, I didn't pick the Oakland Raiders to make the playoffs. I don't know if anybody else did. I, I, I want Derek Carr to get up off the mat. He had, a, he had a nice career going until the injury, and now it looks like he's never been able to get past that injury. I want them to get off the mat. But with Antonio Brown, I, I didn't think you were going to the playoffs. And Anthony's saying, you know, we're not going to the playoffs. So I don't really need this guy here. And I do absolutely, 100%, totally agree. I don't think it's just a helmet. I don't know what it is. I think he's probably trying to, if I'm taking a guess at it, and I think that's what all anybody else has to do, I, I think he's trying to come to, come to terms with, maybe you don't want to play football anymore. 
Maybe he doesn't want to play in the NFL. He's 31 years old. He just went through all this to get traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that he likes his life. I think that he likes his money. I'm not in charge of spending his money. I think that he could probably, because he has a good personality, he can reinvent himself in other ways. But I think he's struggling to come to terms with whether or not he wants to close the door on this chapter of his life, knowing that you really can't go back. You might be able to take a year off and come back. You'll always miss something. And at 31 years old, it's probably where it closes. Nine years into the league, it's probably where it is. I think he's struggling with that. You have frostbitten feet in a cryogenic chamber? Well, the French do it differently. That's a cop-out. You're all, you're this upset. You're willing to not show up. You're willing to let other things leak out in the public because because your helmet. And honestly, if the NFL, if if I had my way, we all know the risks anymore. Oh, and, and Antonio Brown's a grown man. They're all grown man. We know what they are. If you're willing to play in that helmet bad enough, then fine. What the hell? I know that OSHA is not going to allow something like that, and I understand the litigation is not going to allow something like that. But Mike Mitchell said it himself. They're grown men. They're playing football. This is what they do. You know by now what the health risks are. And I think maybe, and there's some people even speculating, that maybe we're seeing some of the health risks with Antonio Brown. But what I hear here is, with his situation, is a guy who I don't think really wants to play the game anymore. And if you really don't want to go, like back in the day when you didn't want to go to school, or when you didn't want to go to work, boy, there'd always be something that gets in the way in there. Gosh, uh, I got to get gas. I already woke up at this time. Uh, You know what? I'm going to call in sick. I'm going to call off today. Yeah, maybe you wanted to skip school. (coughs) Maybe that happens here and there. If you really don't want to be there, you're going to find a way to not be there. You got to want to be there. And especially for that amount of money. Well, it obviously seems that that amount of money doesn't really matter. He gets his way. He gets his way being petty. But I think the real way he may want to at this moment is probably not be an NFL football player. 855-212-4CBS. Whether you disagree or agree, go ahead on that. And also, Dabo can't say it, so I'll say it for him. The rest of the ACC sucks. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.